Hey everybody, Superfan Giovanni here. Welcome to Classic Love Line, episode 529. From October 8th, 1997, a Wednesday night show. No guest tonight. Jars of Clay were scheduled to appear, according to Adam on last night's episode, but they didn't show. They don't really get into it much. It makes me think they may have canceled earlier in the day. Adam opens the show asking Drew about blow-drying his hair, and he admits to doing it and explains what it's like living in New England. And then later in the show, Adam talks about his grandmother and goes in-depth on the time they spend together, hanging out. He shares how upset uh, she was after the passing of Lotzi, his step-grandfather. And as they talk about it more, he brings up these love letters that are rarely mentioned, and I can't think of a single other time they've actually ever been brought up except this episode. This might be the first I'm even hearing about it. It could have aired on something else or been mentioned briefly, but they've never been discussed this in depth. So apparently his grandmother rediscovered these old love letters from the 1940s between her and Lotzi that she hadn't seen since then, so it had been 50 years. Adam goes in depth on the content of the letters, and has some funny riffing about the uncomfortable position he was put in. Once again, this episode has been missing from the archive since 1997. You are hearing it first. This is an official tape. All the background noise was able to be removed. You can hear a little bit of fuzz in Adam and Drew's voices on some comments, but uh, throughout the entirety of the episode, it's not no longer present. Pretty good. As per usual, this was recorded in 1997. Some of the medical information may be out of date. Please consult your own physician or contact Dr. Drew and Mike Catherwood on Current Day Loveline. 1-800-L-O-V-E-191. Listener discretion is advised. You can follow us on Twitter at Podcast One, on Facebook, Podcast One there as well, and PodcastOne.com, the home of all your favorite podcasts. And make sure to follow Loveline as well, at Loveline on Twitter. And if you'd like to check out more of my work, please see SuperfanGiovanni.com. Mahalo, and get it on. The following program is a PodcastOne.com production. <laughs> Two. Welcome Loveline with Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. Would you sleep with sick women? I may be pregnant, but I am still a man. Spank the unruly ones. It's indecent, it's vulgar, it's blasphemous. You're gonna ride you till you can't stand up. Come on, come on, let's go down. All right, all right, keep your shirt on. Loveline's meant for an adult audience. Loveline may contain sexually oriented content. Listener discretion is advised. Here's Loveline with Dr. Drew and Adam Carolla. Yes! Phone number 1-800-LOVE-191, fax number 310-854-4455, Adam Carolla, Dr. Drew. Dr. Drew is a board-certified physician and addiction medicine specialist. And occasionally he's paranoid. What was I paranoid about? What would you tonight? do, get a haircut? No. Really? No. What did you do, blow-dry your hair? No. You ever blow-dry your hair? Very rarely. Oh, but you do admit you have blow-dry yes. your hair. It was like freezing cold outside, and I want my hair to freeze, yeah. You never lived in New England, where we, you, you have to dry your hair if you go out. The cold, it, it ices, it I freezes. Grew up, I grew up in New England. Oh, you're a big... Oh, you're right. <laughs> Sometimes I think if I say stuff with enough conviction, people will believe me. I've never owned a blow dryer, Drew. You know, you really gone fruity when you got the one with the brush built into and you, it. And you lived through the 70s. The styling one. Oh, Engineer Mike has one of those. Engineer Mike gets the uh, blow dryer that comes with the quartz size of aftershave... And uh, nail clippers, you know, all all in the same package, and the uh, the beard trimming kit too. Now that's something if you were on mushrooms, you would be disturbed about. Uh, you know, what? Oh, because I told her the time I took mushrooms and freaked out over uh, Lee Press on nail commercial. Yes. Yeah, see, Drew, that's what you don't understand about mushrooms. The very first time I took mushrooms, I was like um, 19. Yeah. I was staying up. Mm, it was about. The two things that freak me out, I've only taken mushrooms, uh, uh, I think about four times in my life. And, uh, it's a very fine line you walk with the mushrooms. Because it's, uh, it's a good time, but it can be a little freaky. 
like the nitrous at the dentist's office. Uh, the two times I freaked out was uh, once at about 3.30 in the morning when I was watching TV and I saw a commercial for Lee Press-On Nails, and I was high as a kite on mushrooms. And when you get high on mushrooms, it is like you're an, you're an alien who's just been dropped from another planet, and all the rituals of the world that you take for granted become new and bizarre. And I said, the woman species of this planet take long plastic red extensions and stick them to the end of their fingers. And somehow that is attractive to the males. I thought, this is bizarre. And uh, don't even forget about lip gloss. You'll really go on that one. The other one, the other commercial I saw that was really weird, and uh, I don't know if it's the mushrooms or the timing or what, but uh, weird things happen to you, or at least seemingly weird things happen to you when you get in that state. Four, four thirty in the morning, watching TV again. Peter Graves comes on and does a water skiing safety PSA. Mm. And there's Peter Graves, who you remember from Mission Impossible, talking. That guy is cool. Talking about. All right, Mike, don't get too happy over there. Talking about uh, proper boating, you know, signaling procedures when a water skier goes down. You should hold up one red flag and right. circle counterclockwise, oh, so on okay. and so forth. And I thought to myself, it's 4:30 in the morning. I'm sitting in a, a, a condo that smells like cat crap in North Hollywood. Uh, Peter Graves is telling Peter Graves is telling me about water skiing safety. And, by the way, what does he know about water skiing safety? It's not like he was on a long-running series called The Boatman or something, <laughs> where he played a professional water skier that also solved crimes or something. I don't think of water skiing when I think of Peter Graves. I think it's a, uh, I think of an elderly, gray-haired gent who's constantly pulling a mask off. So to have Peter Graves in a pair of uh, trunks and a oh. life vest uh, standing next to Lake Havasu and telling me about water skiing safety tips... I just found that to be very bizarre when I was uh, high on those mushrooms. Uh, anyway, all right, so let's get to some business. Let's By the see. way, the reason you never had a blow dryer, uh, what, what would you use it for? Yeah. I mean, that that mop would not, would not lend itself to uh, uh, fast-moving air. No, no, it does not. No, my hair is not conducive to the onrush of fast-moving warm air. Okay. You're very right about that, Drew. Thank you for getting that dig in. So let's uh, let's uh, do a little uh, love line recap. Uh, Drew Carey, who was supposed to come on the show uh, a week or so ago, didn't make it in. Okay. Okay. Now we move on to Salt and Peppa. Salt and Peppa don't make it in Sunday, but they agree to call in Monday, and don't that doesn't do quite pan no. out. Okay. Well, they were too tired. Yeah, sure. They were uh, t- too tired uh, to come in on Sunday. Actually, they did come in, but they came in two hours early right. because of a bonehead right. maneuver. That's right. And uh, then we're going to call the following night, but... Um, Didn't manage to. Well, you know so, how it is when you're tired. And we were looking forward to Matchbox 20. And then Reported, Matchbox 20 was going to come in, and then they uh, ended up coming in for the last 20 minutes. And tonight's big guest, Jars of Clay, is having um, content troubles with the show. Right. They, they will they, not be in tonight we either. We scared them off. Um, Jars of Clay is a Christian rock group. And they have difficulty with a show that delves into topics that we delve into. And I believe the job of Loveline here is to have uh, opinions. <laughs> you making love to the microphone now, no, Drew? No, on the tape. Yeah. <laughs> this is Christ, Drew. 
I've never seen a, a lazier radio personality than Dr. Drew. He has a cup of hot tea that is about a foot and a half in front of him. He has a microphone that is about an inch and a half in front of him. And instead of moving the cup of tea just slightly to the right and getting out of the way of the microphone, he just blows right through the microphone to get to the tea. It's not lazy. It's that, I've been on radio a long time. I kind of forget that there's like people listening. All right, Pops, do that one more time. Thank you. All right, so anyway, uh, I believe part of the job of the show is to have different opinions. Come on, we'll duke it out. It doesn't have to turn into a confrontation. You come in yeah. here, if you have, if your beliefs are such that women should uh, remain virgins until their uh, marriage, women, right. uh, you know, premarital sex or monogamy or whatever it is you're preaching, well, come on in and preach. And I mean, believe this is me, forum. this open. is the crowd you want to be talking to. Right. So many of these uh, religious zealots, all they want to do, because they're cowards, is surround themselves with the already converted and preach to a bunch of people who are hanging on every word and jumping up and down with every exclamation point. Am I right? Well, tonight... let me tell you what Jesus did. He got out of the church. He went into the streets. He went into the whorehouses. He went. He 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 went into the uh, the barrios. Yeah, but look what. And then he went back to the whorehouse. But, actually, but, but look what happened to him. Not uh, the greatest endorsement of. All right, but I'm saying if this is who you're modeling yourself after, then Loveline is your um, uh, Sodom and Gomorrah. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly, your Sodom. You know what I'm saying? These are the streets. Come on in, 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 in. people need to be converted on this show. Come on and share some of the good news. Absolutely. So I I find it ironic that people who claim to be born-again Christians, or at least of that, the Christian or Catholic faith, would not seize an opportunity like this, would not jump on an opportunity. Half our listeners are uh, 16-year-old druggies who are pregnant. Aren't these the people you want to talk to? Who are looking for guidance. Aren't these the people you want to share the good yeah. word with? Yeah. Now, we'll just talk to um, um, hemophiliacs, who are, uh, virgin hemophiliacs. Members of the Mormon Tabernacle Choir. Right. Yeah. You're talking a bunch of 19-year-old virgins in sweater vests. Mm. Oh, please. All right. So uh, jars of clay, because of their convictions, and I believe if they really had the convictions, they'd come on the show, are not on the show tonight. That's all right. Duran Duran will be in tomorrow night, God willing. And then uh, I know Goldfinger will be in here Sunday. We'll probably regret I, I it. I really want this week to end. <laughs> it's yeah, been me one too. Hell Poor Andy. And you know what? He didn't, he didn't notice this. He didn't take one dig at you. Yeah, well, it's you not know, my it's, fault. It's not your fault. That's the point. If Adam had any well, opportunity I knew to defensive. come after you, he would have. No, and busted. If you guys would come right. in and watch me at work every day, you would see that I bust my balls for the show. And busted her ass trying to book these guests. A lot of a lot of last minute stuff, and uh, frankly, a lot of uh, getting screwed over. And here's the policy: and the show uh, keeps growing, keeps getting bigger. The club we wield keeps getting heavier. And these people, and their managers, and their uh, record pimps are going to need this show. Maybe uh, maybe it's not looking so tempting this week. But uh, six months from now, four months from now, a year from now, they are going to want to come on this show. Now, the policy is, Ann, uh, if it is somebody that has given us some trouble in the past, we will have a little review before you green light it. Because 
I that live. That list is growing, by the way. I know, just this week. I, uh, I live to screw with these people. I really want to give them a taste of their own medicine, and I believe uh, these groups that come on and are horrible guests or who give us the shiv or, or give any radio station or any TV station uh, the ream job should be held accountable. And the next time their movie or their book or their TV series or their CD comes out, because they'll all be back next year when the next CD comes out, and it's not selling quite as many as this one sold, I think it's time to give them the shiv right back. I absolutely do. So um, just, you you know, you got the list in your head, Anne. Oh, yeah. She's uh, she's like an elephant. And you know what the best thing is, is we really don't need a guest. No. Yes. I mean, we Ooh, she are... admitted that. Ooh. Yes. I mean, the show runs perfectly well and entertaining without. Right. Okay. So. Yeah. Can we do it without Adam? Oh, true. I, uh, the time, uh, the good fellas picked me up when my car yeah. broke down. I got there two and a half minutes of you at the helm. That was enough. Jessica. Hi. You're 22. What's going on? Um, well, I've been seeing my boyfriend for over a year and he's like a really great guy. And we decided to become sexually active. But, you know, we're like getting heavy and everything. And I like try to penetrate and he can't because I'm like so tense. And I want to know like how I can like relax. Where was he for the year? With me. Oh, you. Oh, I thought you say. I swore she said I didn't see my boyfriend for over a year. Yeah, I've been going out for a year. Been seeing, I think. Yeah. Oh, okay. And so now you're you're ready to have sex with him. Yes. Are you virgin? No. No. What happened before? Well, um, I was assaulted two years ago. No. Okay. What happened? Why don't people give us that history up front? Because uh, they know I'll get it out of them anyway. What happened? I, it was just a guy I knew on campus, you know, I was in college. Mm-hmm. Like a date rape? Kind of, yeah. Were you dating him? No. Did he rape you? Yeah. Wow. No wonder you have trouble with that. Is it, was it, were you a virgin at that time? Yeah. Oh, my. Friend of yours? Not anymore. Right, but, um, okay, but yeah, he was he a friend was of yours. like a guy I knew. What happened? You got drunk? No. What happened? I was studying with him, and he totally took advantage of the situation. By doing what? He just, he basically jumped me. Uh, he grabbed a knife? No, he choked me. Like a gun? No. He, he physically overpowered you? Yeah. He, so he held you down and had sex with you? Yeah. Okay. And, and you screamed and kicked? Wow. And what happened to him? Um, actually, I pressed charges, and he got 150 hours of community service and was on probation for a year. Wow. How, did, you, did you have a forensic exam right afterwards? Uh-huh. And so you had all the data there. You had, you had a decent case. How, how come he only got such little, a slap on the wrist like that? I don't know. And we had, there was a whole bunch of witnesses and everything because a lot of girls had problems with him. So. Wow. Well, um, I congrats. Hey, listen, I... How, how can a lot, you know, a lot of girls have problem, problem with him. You're studying. He, uh, there's no he booze involved. There's no sleepover. There's no nothing. He just rolls, reaches over, holds you down, and has sex with you. Basically, we were sitting there studying, and he, you know, it became touchy-feely grabby, and I was like, no, and I couldn't get out of the room. And they, they all they give this guy is 150 hours of community service. He does no time for as essentially, which, uh, which is uh, essentially just, Pure rape, just flat out rape. That's right. They considered it acquaintance rape, and then they he plea bargained something. I'm I'm not even sure. Oh, so he he pleaded guilty and uh, yeah. Oh my goodness, acquaintance rape. Yeah. 
didn't even know that they had acquaintance rape. Yeah. Okay. So, anyway, you were traumatized. Yeah. Yeah, so doesn't it make sense to you that you'd have trouble performing again now? Well, I, like, you know, work through that. I find, like, my boyfriend knows. Yeah, but, but I, that's good that you had some treatment with it, but you're still sort of going to the next level with this this stuff. And uh, you were a virgin at the time, so you've never really had consensual sex. That by itself is enough to give you the kind of problems you're describing, where the, the muscles tense up on the floor of the pelvis and you can't have penetration. If you add to that the fact that you were violated, thank God you had the... Uh, you know, one of the reasons you can tell she was not really a, a typical victim, although that's why I was asking the questions I was asking, to see if there was... If she lent herself to be a victim, you know what I mean? If something happened to her before or set mm -hmm. her up for this, you don't get that sense. Plus, she followed through and uh, had the guy uh, brought to task. Yeah, good victims yeah. Um, blame themselves and move yeah. on. Yeah. Maybe cut on themselves a little right. bit later right. that night for for a little punishment and right. then go to bed. And then get another vic victimizer to, to help them out. Right. Uh, but, you know, look, you've done the right thing. You've, you've acted a, a mature way about all this. Uh, I think you want to just keep working with your boyfriend in a non-threatening way. He sounds like he's an understanding guy. Try to find ways you guys can be together where you're not so focused on the penetration. And it will probably, things will kind of take care of themselves with time. Oh, imagine having your virginity. I mean, saving your virginity until, you know, 2021, like Jessica did. Yeah, and horrible. having it uh, robbed from me that way. Sarah, you're 16. Yes. Um, Acquaintance rape. I didn't know that existed. Sorry, Jessica. I mean, okay. It'll be this is gonna be okay for her. Yeah. Jessica, yeah. Okay. Sarah. Yeah. What's going on? Okay, I had two arteries in my arm collapse, and then I had blood vessels around my heart spasm. And they don't know what caused it. They don't know what happened. I don't have any history of blood problems at all. They were able to doing an angiogram. They were able to put some medicine into me blood pressure medicine into me, which released it and relaxed the muscles, I mean, the arteries, and I would got blood flowing. Got An infection got into my angiogram where they put the hole, and now I can't, um, I, I'm in, tomorrow I have to get a, another shot in order to get the infection out. While this was happening before it, I had a relationship with a guy. We were, I mean, we had gotten into a fight, and I, at first I thought it was the pains I was getting in my chest were from that but then i realized it wasn't um then all of a sudden he wants to we weren't we were close but we weren't that close and now all of a sudden out of the blue he wants to be close as he as close as he can to me and i'm not I'm, is he afraid something's gonna happen to you yeah i'm scared he's i'm gonna get hurt again and i don't want to have a cycle where i end up getting close to death again so he's afraid um, wait, wait a minute you think if he breaks up with you you're gonna be close to death again? No, well, I almost—they weren't sure what happened to me. I almost died. Yeah, well, I need more information. But, about but what that happened. doesn't have to do with him breaking up with you. Well, I thought. Well, what happened when I before? Believe me, I would have been dead already. <laughs> before I had the, all this on the like the day before, he got he got got in a fight with me because I won't have sex. We got in a fight because I I told him no no sex. Well, now wait. So Sarah, look, this guy, he, you you question his motives. He's been abusive towards you. He's pressuring you into sex, and you feel he's threatening your life. What what is the big decision here? Uh, get him rid of him. Okay, and then I mean, I've also the thing is that I know I'm scared. I'm really scared of guys. I'm scared. I've been I had well, a relationship before where I was abused. All right. Well, you you've got another one going, right? Okay. All right. Let's find a new one where the guy's not so abusive. But wait a minute. I'm interested in what happened. Were you guys doing cocaine? 
No, I'm no, I'm completely clean. And the, your arteries don't collapse. Okay, they can spasm, and you can get clots in them. Mm-hmm. Is that what happened? No clots, nothing. No clots, just the spasming of the arteries. My blood vessel spasms, creating my arteries to literally collapse. In the heart. In my arm. In your arm. And the blood um, vessels around my heart spasmed. We don't know. The doctors don't know what it's from. They can't figure it out. All right. Well, Drew can't if they can't. Because he doesn't have oh, uh, the luxury of the data that they have. Yeah, boy, it's really interesting. I mean, yeah, I'm a, they're all saying I'm a, did, did you lose any limbs or anything as a result of the spasm? I almost did. I have 45 minutes left. And well, and they were able to release the spasm by infusing something into the arteries there. Mm-hmm. And it was not a blood clot dissolving agent. Because I had all those ECGs, AKGs, all those done to my heart and everything. And they couldn't find a clot. And they they just put an angiogram and were able to... Through my during the artery in my groin, they were able to get to my arm and figure it all out. But they could see that there was spasm there, and they could release that. Yeah, they have an actual videotape. There's no blood at all in my arm, in the lower of my. How do they know that wasn't a clot? I don't know. My parent, my parents aren't telling me very much because I have, I don't know. They just my parents don't tell me very much. They're saying they're telling me everything, but I don't believe. Do them. you have any other medical problems? I have severe asthma. You, were you on any medications for that? Yeah, I'm on Prevental and Slovent. Do you, are you have any psychiatric problems? Not that I know of. Okay. Well, I, uh, there, there are, there are in, in this, disorders of clotting that where, where clots can actually occur in arteries. I mean, there's certain proteins in the blood that cause clot to occur, deficiencies or excessive amounts of certain proteins. Well, I, I, uh, I don't want to appear to be insensitive, but she's going back to the hospital tomorrow, and um, they're just going to have to deal with it. I yeah, mean, well, you can't speculate I, over the, well, over the radio what's going well, on. Well, if I had a little more information, I might. Be. I know you're good, Drew, but not that good. Really, that's interesting. I, I've never seen that problem before. Without there being something else going on, you really worry. Eh, I don't want to talk about it. You worry about some in that age group. You worry about some what? What do you worry about? Uh, you worry about leukemia and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Disorders of the blood. All right. Well, well, we wish Sarah well. I uh, hope every, everything's taken care of tomorrow. Janet. Janet, you're 16. Oh, for Christ's sake. Jeanette, this is the one. Hello? Oh, Jeanette. Is it Janet? Janelle. Janelle. Oh, Jesus Christ. All right, Janelle, what's, uh, didn't you, didn't you call, uh, you call a couple days ago and yeah. ask about nipple piercing when you're pregnant? Well, I don't know if I'm pregnant. And your dad told you to hang up the phone? Yeah. Right. Oh, I boy. thought you sent your strike team out. Yeah, what they happened? Missed. Oh, Jesus Christ, the neighbors. Oh, the Johnsons. Oh, my God. What? Are there any fires near the house? No. Oh, boy. i got to talk to those guys. Most of the guys I use aren't, uh, you know, U.S. government guys. A lot of them are made up of uh, some of the uh, um, Red Army and some of uh, the Saddam Hussein's uh, strike force. A lot of mostly um, soldier of fortune type guys I use, mercenary. mercenary. Yeah. A lot of them uh, drink, uh, do a lot of drinking and whoring around. I, I really got I really got to call a meeting. Yeah, I, I did put a strike in on your house, Janet. What? I mean, uh, Janelle. Oh. All right. Sorry. No, it's not your fault. It's just the screen says Janet up there. All right. Yeah, I know what time it is, Drew. So, are you pregnant or aren't you pregnant? I don't know. Um, well, I went in earlier this month and I took a home pregnancy test. It came out positive. I went to the doctor. It came out negative. But the nurse asked me how my periods were going and stuff, and she was leaning towards the next test was going to be positive, so they wanted to see after my next period what happened. So this Wednesday, next Wednesday, I'm getting an appointment. Uh-huh. I mean, I have an appointment. And you're thinking about getting your nipple pierced. 
Well, I was thinking about it. Well, not anymore, but, yeah. Right, because we yelled at you? Yeah. All right. Uh, I, Janelle, listen. A therapeutic intervention that success last night. Oh, yeah. Huh. I think it actually worked. We talked uh, one, one more. One listener. One more intact nipple because of the Loveline program. If we can save just one nipple at a time, Drew. <laughs> That's all we ask. Just a nipple a week. Janelle. What? Hang on a second. We got to go to break. Okay. We're come back and we're going to sort out your life. Okay. Because I know there's trouble afoot here. There is. Yeah. We may even be gambling. Okay. All right. Hang on. All right. All right. We'll be back to sort out uh, Janelle and her nipple after this. Hello, is this Loveline? I have a problem with my stool. Hello, Loveline. I have a problem with his stool, too. The phone number for Loveline is 1-800-LOVE-191. Uh-oh, I'm going to go. Loveline, I'll be right back. Uber. You like making money? Drive with Uber, the popular smartphone app that connects riders with drivers. I love me some Uber. My wife loves Uber. We use it all the time. I've talked to the drivers. They love being their own boss and earning great money. Parents, you can work around your family schedule and students, you can make cash in between classes. I even hear one of our own is interested in being an Uber driver. Porcelain Punisher? Yeah, what a boss. You thinking about being an Uber driver? Yeah, you know, uh, my buddies and I use Uber all the time over the weekends. And uh, over the last few months, I've had a chance to talk to a lot of the drivers, really find out how easy it is to be a driver. You can work around your schedule, make some quick bucks. So I figured work for you during the day, work for Uber at night. It's basically... You know, you're out, you're in your car, you're paying for your car, you're paying for your insurance. Why not make a few extra bucks? Smart. Yeah, you can turn it on and turn it off whenever you want. All you need is a car and a license to start earning serious, life-changing money today. Oh, do I wish these guys were around when I was a struggling comedian. Going to the open mic on the other side of the hill? Could have made a few bucks on the ride in. Sign up to Drive With Uber. Visit drivewithuber.com. That's drive with U-B-E-R.com. DriveWithUber.com Hey, this is John Stewart. You're listening to Love Lines. And the answer to your question is ointment. John Stewart, one of the truly funny men who currently works today. Um, John Stewart's a guy, actually... Kind of funny that he doesn't have a show. Everyone else does. Isn't but that weird? He's one of the few guys who's actually funny. Yeah. He actually can That's sit smart. there and be smart and yeah. be funny. I, the, the one denominator seems to be smart. If you're smart, don't get a show. Yeah, what is that? Yeah, I noticed that. Well, we have a show? What does that tell you? Uh, we're smart? No. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. I was too stupid to figure that one out is what it was. Yeah, John Stewart is smart. A little too smart, according to the uh, network executives. Oh, is that right? Well, I guess that's what the problem is. Is that... Is, seriously? Well, you're uh... Just, you're just extrapolating. From... I'm extrapolating. All right. What's that mean? <laughs> yeah, I just extrapolated. You want to crack the door? Okay. That's what you do with your anima friends. Drew, right. stop bringing that up. That's enough of it's that. A, it's such a bizarre thing. I, it, it's like I walk out here thinking about it. 
Think about that. Listen, I'm not the enema guy. I had a little. You participated in that nonsense. All right, it wasn't some sort of bizarre homosexual ritual that went on. It was just a few beers and a good time in a jacuzzi uh, many, many years ago. That's all. Just a little lighthearted fun. That's all true. Don't read. Don't read into it. Well, occasionally, occasionally, every time we bring it up, however, and you know this, we learn more about it. Now, now we've learned that they occasionally take aim. Not just at one another, but at uh, passerbys or whatever <laughs> might, whatever might uh, come, whatever whim might occur to them. True, I had a very developed sense of humor when I was in high school. Oh yes, a very this developed sense of humor. Have you got all the chicks? Because women love yes. guys with a sense of humor. Yeah, that kind, especially mature, sophisticated. I had a, um, I, um, I was a very happy-go-lucky guy. I hung out with other happy-go-lucky guys, and we like to um, beat on and or humiliate each other on a constant daily basis. That's all. You got good at that. And uh, basically, the way I explain it is, is if um, the whole... You girls don't understand this, Anne, but when guys are in high school especially, or at least my guy friends... And listening. The idea was just to abuse the hell out of the other guy. I mean... Um, I was out in the middle like the girls' softball field once and had nine guys jump on me and strip me down uh, either bare naked or to oh, oh to my underwear and then burnt my underwear. All in the name of humiliation. The underwear still on you? When it was on fire? Yeah. No. No, it was not. Or that must have been ugly with all that hair on your butt. Uh, you know, back then... I was, uh, I was, uh, as, as hairy as one of the Olsen twins. I oh, was, uh, what? What I was hair free back then. Oh, I really was. Peach fuzz hadn't fully developed yet. Now, who knew? What went wrong? I have, uh, I have no idea, but I did not have that, uh, I did not have the hairy physique that I have you now. you crossed one of those meteors or something like that. Gilligan's Island episode and suddenly sprouted hair. No. 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 It was just, you know, I was 17 years old. No. How much hair on your ass are you going to have at 17? You started. No. No. I never hit. It must I, not have been much past 18 when it I, started. I never hit my hair stride until uh, my mid 20s. Did you live by a landfill? <laughs> that's what, I, that's what oh, I'm yeah. thinking. The radiation hit him. Uh, actually, I did move by landfill and then they moved the landfill. It beca- I, I became too offensive to the uh, the guys who worked at the landfill. No, I have power poles. No, I have. that's what it was. All right, but enough about me. Jesus Christ. Sometimes I drive around uh, this town, th- you know, and I grew up in this town thinking about all the crap that uh, either I say or Drew says or Ann says about me on the air, and I realize, Jesus Christ, you know, I got I can go, I go, to, go out with my grandmother tomorrow night for dinner. Yeah. I'll get a earful. Tell me grandmother. Oh, yeah. Well, you always talk about what she says. We don't bring that up. Yeah, I know, know but she'll listen to the show and oh, then and, oh. and then start oh, she investigating. Never, she never knew that this stuff went on. Please, Drew. I thought you were so Like, open. I don't got enough trouble with her. Come on. I'm going to tell her yes, all this junk. Yes, Your Royal Highness. Five. <laughs> Five. Yeah. Yes, Your Majesty. <laughs> were you laughing at Andy? You know that one? Where my grandma does that? Where uh, I do the... Uh, my grandma does not say hello when she answers the phone. My my grandmother answers the phone like McGarrett did in Hawaii Five O. Yeah, I say, I say, uh, uh, my grandma, bring, yeah, hi, grandma, yeah, hello, grandma, yeah, hello, I know, here's the most annoying part, 
Hello, Grandma. Hello, Your Majesty. <laughs> wow. Yes, 83 wow. and still busting balls. Wow. What a woman. You know, I take her out. Uh, I take her out and get her drunk now once a week. Oh wow! Uh, we go out. That and must she, be a sight, you two. She gets a couple of highballs and uh, starts talking about Vegas in the forties. It's it's uh, it's great. Yeah, she likes to I drink. Wanna, I've never met her. I want to meet her. Oh, oh, you've never met her? Mm. Oh, we're going out tomorrow night cocktail. Where are you going? I just pick her up about seven fifteen, and we go out to a restaurant, and she gets a couple of a couple of highballs, and uh, oh, tomorrow's Thursday. I drink my there. iced tea, and uh, that's about it. Five. All right, we're going to five. Oh, and you got to hear her with a couple of drinks in her. Oh boy. So the uh, the uh, the greatest is, um, geez, I don't know if I talked about this. She's just gonna kick. Uh, this is such <laughs> horrible timing because I'm gonna go see her tomorrow night. Yeah. All right, Grandma, if you're listening, just relax over that, please. It's oh. all it's all it's all meant in uh, good fun. But she, you know, my grand my grandfather passed away a couple of months ago yeah. and um she's very upset about yeah, it. Yeah. Very upset and uh, as as the whole family was and she uncovered a bunch of letters oh, that no. he had written her. Now, my grandmother and my grandfather, my grandfather's from Hungary and she basically married him to keep him in the country originally. This is in the 40s. Wow. And then uh, they got into there was some kind of trouble, and she starts seeing another guy, but they were still living together because of the INS and all, all this kind of uh, thing. And he was going, you know, he was very upset about the whole situation. And he's a writer, and he's a very good writer, this guy. And he was nominated for an Academy Award, so he, he knows how to write. And it was in cinematography, but no, it was for writing an uh, original screenplay. And he wrote her a whole bunch of love letters. And these were beautiful love letters. I mean, the love letters uh, that were written back when were just uh, the way people spoke, and especially a guy who was educated in Europe this way and had all the, you know, the guy spoke Latin and stuff as well as uh, Hungarian and French and everything else. And he composed these beautiful love letters. But um, some of them got a little bit graphic. Uh-uh. I mean, you know, it got into the, uh, I long for your, you know, caress and the, and the, the sweat glistening and the nights, uh, spent in passion. And, and, uh, so grandma unearthed a few of these and was reading them, uh, aloud to me, uh, a week or so ago and, uh, hearing about grandpa. Hell <laughs> uncomfortable, that. Basically, hearing letters about what grandpa wanted to do to grandma when they got back together. Just a little bit weird. Uh, just, just, if you can just all picture your own grandparents and, uh, hearing, uh, a little, um, I won't get too graphic here on the air, but, uh, some, some pretty naughty stuff. Uh, most, you know, 90% of the stuff was just beautifully written, uh, love, love text. But, uh, there was a, uh, chapter or two in there where it had, they were getting it on. And, uh, that is so cute, though. I know, but imagine me sitting there just having to hear about, you know, the whole had sexual she not, encounter. Had she not read them? She for had years? not seen these letters since the 40s, and they were in like a shoebox wow. in a closet, and he was just pouring his uh, heart out to her, and they were so eloquent and so, that so beautiful. Amazing. And, uh, yeah, it's beautiful, but I, I would just appreciate just a little editing. Just, uh, <laughs> Pull the softer stuff off, you know. Pull the R-rated stuff off. I hear about. Well, he probably never seen that they be read to his grandson. No, no. 
That wasn't supposed to touch your ears. Okay. No, it was never meant for anyone's ears but grandma's. But Janelle. All right. Uh, yeah. Still with us? Yeah. All right. All right. So you don't know if you're pregnant. It sounds like you might be. You wanted to get a nipple pierce, right? Yeah. Decided against it because there maybe are some more important things to be concerned with, right? Yeah. And your dad came in and started screaming at you while you were on the phone with us yesterday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's up with that? He's a... Uh... <laughs> I don't know. Mm-hmm. And I bet you're a handful. Oh, yeah. Does he, does he know you're Not pregnant? really. Huh? Does, does he know you're pregnant? Um, well, he heard the other night, mm-hmm. and so he's been kind of suspicious, but he dis- but he decided to talk to my brother about it, and he's like, yeah, Janelle wouldn't do that, right? It's probably her friend, Ashley, and that's my best friend, so he might think it's Wouldn't, wouldn't do what? Wouldn't get pregnant? Well, yeah. I don't know. And then today, I was eating something a little weird and he was asking about it you're eating a sherbet with pickles no, just like pickles and vinegar and stuff and he was just like you aren't pregnant are you i was like no nah. <laughs> i mean what am i supposed to All right, say listen. i can't say i am and then i'm not and then he's uh, no i'd go with no too what are you are you still in school yeah really definitely never dr- uh <laughs> no way i'm getting out of how it. you doing in school pretty good Really? Yeah, I'm in my junior year, and I'm doing really good. I'm really concentrating on it. Was this just some accident that happened? Yeah. I mean, I, over the summer, last year I wasn't doing that good. I was doing a little below average and stuff, and I decided I need to straighten myself. No, I actually was talking <laughs> The accident he was talking about would be the uh, pregnancy, yeah, pregnancy part. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, and then that happened. <laughs> Boyfriend? Yeah. It's your boyfriend. Not anymore, though. How long ago? How long uh, has that been uh, apart? Uh, the beginning of August was the last time we were together. And that was about the time you got pregnant. Yeah. Okay. What do you want to do with this pregnancy? What does he want to do? What do you want to do with it? Oh, uh, what do I want to do? Well, I don't want it to screw up my life, so I guess I'm getting rid of it. You're gonna have an abortion. Well, I don't like emotionally want to, but. How about adoption? My aunt did that, and yeah. she just she just found her daughter after like thirty years, and she like doesn't want me to do that. She was like talking to me about. So, so you've been talking to your aunt about things you could do or your options. No, she doesn't know. But that you, was but a little while ago. That's, is that she somebody you could talk to though? It'd be great if you have an adult you could speak with. Uh, not the aunt is necessarily the greatest really. uh, resource. I mean, but. I guess I could, but she's like in Half Moon Bay, and it would kind of be difficult. And she's in Half Moon Bay. Does that, that mean she's nuts or horny or, or is that an actual yeah. city? It's a city. Where is that? You don't, you guys, it's by Monterey. Okay. Half Moon Bay? Yeah. Because I'd like to live there. <laughs> it sounds cool. It's nice. Alright, Janelle. What? I have, you got problems. I do. Oh, yeah. I hey, can, we're helping you. I now. can hear it in your voice. Well, it's, yeah, there's more than just this pregnancy going on. But Where, look, where's your, well where, where's your mom? My mom, I moved out of, their year, like last summer, not this one. Why? Uh, she started drinking, mm-hmm. and mm. then she was ta- she had back surgeries. She was taking her pills, and she didn't see what was wrong with her, and I couldn't handle it anymore. Sure. Okay, all right. So Janelle, what? here, here, here's your mission: uh, do well in school, or at least stay in school, and don't get pregnant. Sure, it might be. 
Well, get an abortion and then don't get pregnant. Yeah, or decide what you're going to do with this pregnancy. But what, I have a recommendation to you. Why don't you get in touch with an organization called Alateen? You ever heard of that? Yeah, I've heard of it. Go to Alateen. Get some support. You'll find people have been through similar kinds of circumstances. You need some more. You sound a little lost and despaired, and uh, I, I would think you'd oh. perhaps benefit from some, some benefit from some connection from people who've been through similar kinds of things. And then talk to an adult. Aunt sounds like a reasonable person. Somebody you can talk to about this pregnancy, if indeed you are pregnant. Yeah, I, you know, I, I, um, I just feel bad for Janelle. Yeah. All right. So Janelle, please talk to some people and, um, you know, get things back in order. She sounds uh, intelligent, just um, a little unmotivated, a little depressed. Yeah. I'm starting to itch. Love line will be right back. Dr. Drew will say something brilliant, but no one will hear him because Adam will be making funny noises. Now, what is the most important number in your life? Not your age, not your IQ. This is a number that has a huge impact on finance, like what you might pay for credit card interest, home loans, auto loans. It is your credit score, and it's crucial to know what it is. The problem is that some people get stuck paying for this credit score. Now you do not pay. With Credit Karma, you can see your credit score right now absolutely free. Just text ADAM to 89800-89800 to download the free Credit Karma app and get started. Again, with this app, you don't even need your computer to see your scores. It's right on your phone. Apparently, up to 25% of people in the U.S. have errors on their credit reports. Now, with Credit Karma, you can check the reports whenever you want. You also get free tips, suggestions, and managing your credit, free credit monitoring, and free alerts when your score changes. Don't let today end without seeing your score. Thanks to Credit Karma, you get it for free. Text ADAM to 89800. 89800. Download that free app so you can see what may be the most important number in your life. Credit Karma. Hi, this is Ian McCulloch, and you're listening to Love Line with Adam Crowley and Dr. Drew. Huh? Who was that? I didn't get that. Who was that? No, Ian McCulloch. Ah. What was he on? I don't remember. Oh, oh Echo and the Bunny Men. Ah, uh, right, right, right. Oh, that's right. Oh yeah. I like the. I liked him actually. They were nice guys, yeah. Yeah. Just All couldn't right. Remember their names? Yeah. Yeah, we weren't. Uh, when are they on? Like two months ago? Yeah. Well, Drew, when Drew speaks, when Drew speaks like the Queen, like we and them, but she's really just talking about one guy. Yeah, Ian McCulloch. Remember Echo and the Bunny Men? I thought there were two guys though. Well, there's the the name sounds like there's more. Yeah, Although, yeah. Uh, I didn't remember Matchbox Twenty had been on the show. When was Matchbox Twenty on? Before they were on last night, Ann. They were on. I believe it was in June. Oh, oh boy, we are pathetic. Jesus Christ, you weren't here. Oh, whew. you're off the hook. Wow, I'm the one who's uh, has brain well, cancer. Don't worry, I I uh, agreed with the guys last night and told them it was good to see him again. <laughs> no, I, I watched that. I was <laughs> like, oh, good one. So, <laughs> so don't feel bad. Oh, I'll tell you, there is something wrong with us, man, because uh, Matchbox 20 sounded familiar, and I thought maybe they were supposed to come on at some point. I had no idea that they were on this show uh, before, and I would swear up and down that I've uh, never seen those guys before. I would swear I met them before. Oh, boy. 
Jesus, we got we got uh, true. Yeah, I know. And and believe me, um, here's how it works. Uh, out of if if we have 500 guests, uh, they're 250 I can't remember, and 250 Drew can't remember, and it's none of the same. Yeah. So we just sit and argue and freak each other out. Yeah. When we did the uh, uh, Keenan show, who was that girl who was out in the audience? I, I knew I knew her, but I can't remember her name. She, yeah. she was on Savannah back in those days, and that's what I remember. And you had no recollection. Oh boy. And it, and she's a good-looking woman. Imagine Jesus that. Christ. Oh boy. I gotta prioritize. Adam. Yeah. You're 17. Yeah, um, I wanted just to say, Adam, you're my hero. Um, I think you're a really cool guy, and I agree with a lot of your opinions. Thank you. Uh, listen, I wanted to talk to you guys about something I read in the newspaper today. Uh, today, Governor Wilson signed a bill in California um, for anyone who's under 18 has to have a parental note for body piercing. Right. I think as a practical matter, most places would require that anyway. So. Yeah. A legal matter, really, because I would think they would have some liability if they didn't have some sort of consent from a parent, a guardian. Yeah, so, now I it's law. to get your guys' opinion, you know. And I think it's a good thing. I mean, I listen, I think there needs to be a I, I'm sorry, but I think there needs to be a lot more control and supervision and uh, standards, government standards set for the piercing thing. Yeah, judging by that last call, that girl didn't exactly sound like... She should be able to. Get yeah, her right, 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 right. And and I think you know, again, most really quality piercing and tattooing shops would agree with that. Yeah. So you know, it's not. I'm not. I'm not saying anything really ridiculous. Yeah. Ridiculous. Uh, I don't. Uh, my opinion is is I believe the government has bigger fish to fry than these issues, and in general, uh, would like them to stay out of people's business a little more. You should but see the way they crawl into every aspect of what I well, do. Adam, Everything. Has, but wait a minute. It has to do with, like, your well, theory of, you know, federal agents jumping on your ass for growing pot plants outside your house. Right. But, but Adam's point is going to be that, in general, the government is here to uh, protect us from uh, invading... Uh, foreign bodies. For, yeah, foreign, foreign bodies. Yeah. And uh, to keep us, our body, from, from harm. That's about it. Yeah, yeah, I'd like the government involved uh, with uh, police, uh, um, infrastructure, roads and bridges. Yeah. Uh, I'll get them involved with, uh, you know, uh, uh, air traffic control and that sort of stuff. And uh, inspecting fruit and uh, other than that, uh, get get lost. Yeah. But but um, I don't mind, by the way. I Listen, I, you know, I don't want some. I don't think a 15-year-old should be able to get their labia pierced. Yeah. I just don't. Yeah, and uh, and I think it's a bad idea. And I would want, if I had a 15-year-old girl or want to get her labia pierced, or a, a 14 or 15 or 16-year-old male when a son who wanted to get his penis pierced, I'd want to be involved with that process. Right. And I don't think it's uh, any different than uh, selling them booze, really. Right. I mean, it's just, uh, oh, geez, I wonder if you could give them a note. I think yeah. in the old days you could give a note and tell them and like go to the liquor store for yeah, it. Yeah, because in the article it says like people that are caught um, giving um, piercings will only be fined two hundred fifty dollars. Huh. The people like nothing. But I think they have some liability beyond that. Uh, um, yeah, I think in terms actually of... it said that the piercers will be held responsible, but not the minors or the parents. Right, okay. but that's right. But the point is that if the parents wanted to come after the piercing institutions for doing something they didn't like. They'd probably be able to make their lives miserable. What is that note looking like for, uh, like your 15 or 16 year old daughter? Uh, Please uh, let Johnny. Uh, to whom it may head. concern, this is Jenny's mom. Uh, go ahead and, uh, have at her. 
her uh, labia majora. Right. Stay uh, away from the clitoral hood. Stay away from, yeah, in parentheses <laughs> or uh, in uh, italics. Uh, stay away from the clitor- clitoral hood, please. All right, and uh, God bless you. Uh, I also wanted to talk to you guys about Dress Clay. Yeah. Right. Coming on. Yeah, personally, um, I've listened to them, and um, I really like their music. Uh, me, I'm Catholic, but I listen to your show all the time just because I think you guys, you know, get opinions out there to society, and really you're doing a service, not a disservice to people. Thank you very much for underscoring that point, Adam. No problem. All right, take care. You too. All right, now there's a there's a man with a head on his shoulders. <laughs> Yeah, there's uh this is one of my big problems with uh, religion and I'll give you uh, I'll give you an example of uh what uh, good religious thinking will get you. Uh first off, generally religious folks don't have trouble with firearms. This um this I find a little disturbing. Mm-hmm. The the religious uh folks don't seem to have trouble with handguns and stuff like that. That to them is sort of a god-given right. And uh, they don't have any problem with that. It's probably pretty unique to this country, though, I bet. Okay. I have no idea what you're saying, but quite though. Uh, they do have a problem with stuff like uh, clean needle exchanges and uh, birth control and other practical issues that plague society. And basically, their thing is, is, well, just say no or just do away with it or we'll just not talk about it or we'll turn a blind eye to it. And this is no way to uh, address a problem. If there's a problem in this society, whether it be uh, junkies sharing needles or kids having unprotected sex, you have to address it. <laughs> you can't say we're only going to go on shows that agree with our own uh, unique brand of religious rhetoric and uh, we'll ignore those who have alternative opinions. This is this is coward. This is cowardice. This is uh this is not what religion is about. Religion is about taking whatever your word is and trying to trying to convert the unconverted. That's all. Well, to help humanity. All right. Yeah. Well, I think they forgot about that part sometimes. John, you're 18. Hey. Hey. Uh, first of all, I just wanted to say, Adam and Drew, you guys rock. I I really love the show. I, I Adam, you've never said anything that I've disagreed with. So. Wow. Uh oh. Um, John, you're right. Want to gamble? <laughs> Jesus Christ, I don't even agree with what I'm talking about well, half the time. Question, man. Okay. All right, I'd uh, I'd been masturbating pretty consistently, like once a day, and uh, I started to develop a little bit of a rash, and I didn't know what it was, so I went to uh, Planned Parenthood to get it checked out, oh, and uh, they agreed with me that it was due to excessive masturbation, but then to treat it, they gave me uh, fungus medication. I want to point out here, Adam, once a day. Excessive, yeah, oh, excessive, please, excessive. please, those, those snobs uh, over there at Planned Parenthood. Once a day for an 18-year-old guy? Excessive? Once a day for an hour? Were you, were you, were you using anything peculiar? No, just uh, normal stuff, I guess. Like what? Shampoo? No, just hand lotion. Uh-huh. And what did the rash look like? It wasn't that pumice stuff, was it? That uh, lava soap? No. No. Scrub. Yeah, I made that mistake once. <laughs> yeah, the stuff with the uh, crushed up apricot shells in it. Yeah. So, uh, what did it look like? The rash? Whittled a uh, full three quarters of an inch like, off the circumference. It was, What's like that? A rug burn or something, you know, just like a normal rash. Yeah. I was wondering, is it possible that I, like, create a fungus or is there no sort of, like, property in the uh, Lotrimin that would relieve that kind of irritation? Are you using Lotrimin? That's what they gave me. 
Another treating room. Yes, I had the same thing. I don't think it was from excessive masturbation, though. I, I really don't. I was actually having sex at the time. But uh, it is a uh, like a yeast infection. Are you circumcised? Yeah. Um, uh, have you had any sex? <laughs> yeah. Oh, you have? Yeah. Really? With a woman? <laughs> how long? How long? When I'd did like the? I think so. How long was the rash there for? Uh, just like two weeks. All right, and then it went away. Did it right. hurt a lot? No, it, I couldn't even feel it. Listen, it hurt they gave the yeast uh, infection it's stuff. Possibly. He had a yeast thing. Possibly. I had this. Possibly it could be a, also eczema. I mean, look, that's skin. It's delicate skin. All kinds of rashes can occur there. It doesn't have necessarily have anything to do with his behavior. I had this. You had yeast, and you had yeast, and you caught it from somebody. And yeast in men is very uncommon. I know. Very uncommon. It takes a certain breed of cat to get yeast on his penis. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Don't forget that. You guys wish you could uh, you could uh, affect yourself with yeast. No. It takes a real man to do that. All right. All right. So uh, keep it dry is basically the keep answer. Keep it dry, and try not to use any irritating substances on there. Watch out. Maybe it was an eczema or an allergic reaction to something you were using, or maybe just a friction. Maybe it's something the way you're doing it. You just burned mm. or You did cause sort of friction burn. All right. Uh, when we come back, we'll speak to uh, 26-year-old Nick. who has trouble saying no to guys when they want sex. What's the music about? What? Oh, the music? The final beer I <laughs> Hey, it's Rock Matthews from Straight Talk with Ross from right here on PodcastOne.com. Uh, you know, they say orange is the new black, but it turns out, honey, rainbow is the new black. Woo! And Podcast One has done that for a long time. Not only my show, which is the gay best friend you wish you had and know you need, but also the B. Scott Show and Brett Easton Ellis' show. So if you want to wave your flag, honey, wave it here. Podcast One. Download your favorite show now at PodcastOne.com, where rainbow is the new black. And once you've had black, you'll like the rainbowiness of it. Damn right. That's PodcastONE.com. Love line, and we'll be back in ten seconds. This is Love Line on Radio Station. Yeah. Alrighty then. It's Adam Carolla. That be Doctor Drew. Phone number for Love Line: one eight hundred hundred. We are uh, rolling tonight. All right. Uh, 1-800-LOVE-191. Fax number 310-854-4855. Hey, uh, Duran Duran tomorrow night. I really think they're going to be in here, too. Nice guys. Oh, they better have and make it tomorrow night. And then uh, Goldfinger, Sunday. I guarantee they'll be here. Tonight, Jars Clay was supposed to be here, but because of their um, Christian beliefs decided not to come in and try to help young people who are struggling with issues. Nikki. Yeah. You're 26. Yeah. What's going on? Okay, first of all, I love both you guys. I think you're great. Well, it's a nice... Uh, boy, we really needed this tonight. <laughs> yeah, too, yeah, we're dragging a little bit. That's good. Thank no, you. no, 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 no. Listen, no. stop beating yourself up. Nikki. Okay. Yeah, hold on, Nikki. Relax for a moment. During the... Uh, before the show started... 
We were having all these cancellations. Yeah. Nikki? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And Drew said, oh, maybe we've lost our touch. What's going on? I said, are well, you sure it's not us? Are you sure it's not us? And I said, uh, screw that. What kind of thinking is that? What are you talking about? Jars of clay's not coming in uh, because we've lost our touch. But Drew gets a little paranoid sometimes. No, I, listen. Yeah, that's just a little paranoid. I think paranoid. you always have to evaluate yourself. Honestly. Fearlessly. Well. Adam. Listen, Drew, uh, don't worry about you. You're not a factor. <laughs> You're the same lethargic uh, schlump of a guy who who drags his sorry ass in here night after night, week after week. Thank you. All right. If anyone should be evalu evaluating themselves, it should be me. Yeah. And I'm not evaluating myself. So we're moving on. All right. All right. Nikki? Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. My problem is that I tend to have problems saying no to guys mm -hmm. when they want to have sex. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't get very far in the relationship, like sometimes the first night or second date, and I give in even though I don't really want to. Mm hmm. Want to gamble, little Drew? No. No, I'm not. I'm not gambling on. Um, you know, I'm not going for like um, burnt with cigarette butts <laughs> by uh, Uncle Lester. I'm going for you know a more. Um, you want to go for the subtle uh, issues? A little here. more subtle issues here. All right, do you want to, you want to try something the, like the that? The nuance? Yeah, we'll go with the nuance bet. All right, Nikki? Uh-huh. All right, hang on. Okay. Well, let's, let's a little more history then. Uh, how many times have you done this? Have you want, had sex with the guys that, that you didn't want to have sex with? Um, well, probably about six times. How but times? it's been in uh, the recent, in about the last six months or so. Last six months or so. Okay. All right, hold on. All right. Um, I, um, I'm going with some uh, some self-esteem issues. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, dad, uh, not abusive, but not interested, and uh, a little bit of a weight problem. Okay. Well, the weight right. problem. That's enough. Uh, uninterested dad, no weight problem. And, and self-esteem problem. Yes. It was the weight problem on the high end or on the bulimic end? No, I'm going up. Okay. Um, I'm going to say uh, maybe alcoholic dad, but not, not raging, not, not a real problem. Mm -hmm. uh, I think he's kind of lost right now. Recently dumped by a guy like, uh, like a year or so ago, badly. Yeah, oh, and, yeah, uh, that's a and, good call. But, but it has no way to recover from that, kind of drifting out of school now. Mm -hmm. So. All right. Let's get to it. Nikki? Uh-huh. All right. Let's get some questions answered. Okay. Uh -huh. Adam, you're way off, so sorry. <laughs> how tall are you? How tall am I? I'm five foot seven. Uh, how much you weigh? 130. Oh, you porker. <laughs> oh, for Christ's sake. Aren't you embarrassed to go outside? Oh, yeah. Really embarrassed. Do you, uh, do you drive a regular car? Do you have a special van to get around me? <laughs> Yeah, I need a really big van for this. Glad he hasn't asked you for your measurements yet. So what? What have you? Happen? Have you lost some weight? Um, no, no, stayed the same pretty much. How so. big is your butt? So you're uh, <laughs> you're 130 pounds when you're in the fifth grade? No, no. Oh, boy. We have exhausted almost every angle on the weight thing. All right, what about dad? Um, dad's at home, mom's at home. That's not a problem. But uh, I did just get divorced. No. Mm. Not very long ago, so I don't know if that counts Damn. as dumping. I left him, but um. Oh, oh, so, uh huh. No. Why did you but leave? You got him? hurt though, in some. Um, because he was um, a, I guess I guess he was kind of physically abusive, but mostly um, verbally abusive, I guess. So. Mm. Well, what's going on with dad? 
Oh, nothing, nothing. Nothing. That's my point. Exactly. Oh, perfect home. Perfect. Now there's trouble. Drew's ready to double down now. (laughs) He was looking for insurance before, but now he's ready to double down. Perfect home, huh? Yeah. What's your dad do? Um, teacher. Mm hmm. And, uh, at at a junior college? No, not at a junior college. Boy, Boy, I'm really, uh. High school. He doesn't drink at all? Huh? No, never drank. My parents have never drank. Mm-hmm. Ever. Don't smoke pot or Is he like involved that. with your life? Um, mm-hmm. Yes, they are. Are they too involved? Um, n- no, not really. Not you, anymore. They live what got you hooked up with an abusive guy if everything's so good? Um, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have a brother? Um, no brother. My sister. He died? Sister. No. <laughs> well, I mean, something, something he is... He killed effect- himself because of your agree, obesity? I something must have happened, but I can't figure out anything for me. Well... I, 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 you I, oftentimes this kind of thing is where well, you know, let me talk to her. But, um, True. How long have you been doing this show? I understand, but I needed some more information. Now you crucial didn't. Moment. I'll answer. But there are all kinds of possibilities of what could have affected her self-esteem. But um, oftentimes, when people have the the sense of the perfect family, it's really uh, sort of narcissistic parents who uh, raise their children. The children are required to sort of meet the emotional needs of the parent. And so the children don't ever develop any separate sense of themselves or self-worth. And that's probably the kind of thing that's going on here. Derek. Yeah. You're 25. Yeah. That bet was a push, by the way. Mm. Yeah, I noticed. Yeah, <laughs> I boy. Quite, uh, sleeping on the job a little most bit. Most stumped what? the joint up. just drove, got basically uh, hurt in a relationship. Yeah. Mm, she dumped him, though. Yeah, but I said she got really hurt recently. Mm, you said uh, she got dumped recently. Yeah, I, I well, there's a big both. difference. Well, you, you did, and it cost you dearly. What's going on, Derek? Uh, I was intrigued by something Drew said a while ago. Really? Uh, about rageaholic, uh, rageaholism, something yeah. along those lines. Mm-hmm. When did you but say first, that? If mm-hmm. I may digress, uh, I wanted to ask Adam what you have against cunnilingus. <laughs> I uh, think you were making some disparaging comments recently to that effect. Oh, boy, you listen to the show with three ears, don't you, Derek? Well, I'm, I'm what did you say? I myself an artist. I think it's the way to a woman's heart. It certainly <laughs> is. If, 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 especially if you have a, uh, 15 inch tongue. This may be why you're single, Adam. Get, get right in there and lick an artery. <laughs> get right to the aorta. Uh, listen, I didn't say I have a problem with well, it, the, uh, the oral. It came through in your tongue. With the oral sex. I'm not a huge fan of it, but I believe in, uh, I believe in a trade off. Uh, you know, I'll put in five minutes, um, you five put in minutes. four, you put in 45 uh, minutes and, uh, we'll call it even. Come on, Adam. You gotta, you gotta treat it like a, a mission, uh, a devotional session. I don't trust guys who spend too much time down there. Oh, it pays off in spades. I know, but there's some sort of compensation going on. I've, I've had a, a perfectly wonderful partner for five years, and I attribute some of it to that. Yeah, don't, don't, don't. Uh, <laughs> too much compensation. Yeah, but we're small penis there. But Small-pleed. everything is, you know, everything is some level of compensation. This, uh, this is uh, whatever it is, it's working. So don't. Uh, All right. Okay. If it ain't broke. I was just, was just finding something to bust your chops on. It's not too easy. Alright, so what do you, what the hell are you talking about with Drew and, uh, okay. the, uh, no, Rageaholics? No, I, um, I, I was very intrigued. I, uh, I listened to Drew very uh, closely because he, the addiction medicine thing, uh, relates to me. I have alcoholism in the family. Um, I used to, uh, drink very heavily in college and after college. And I abused cocaine for a couple of years. And then uh, I'm very much believing in do-it-yourself uh, recovery when possible. So I essentially moved away from my problem and have been clean from that for a year. 
Well, you can't, you can always, every addict will tell you they early on in their careers, their relationship with substances, they can control it. That's what leads people to sort of develop certain certain amounts of denial about well, their ability to choose to or not to continue using it. As it goes on, the conditioning of the brain is such that you eventually reach a point where you no longer can use your will to determine how you're going to relate to the substance. Oh, I couldn't control it. That's yeah. that's why I, I Yeah, really, but you you got you were able to still manage it without treatment. I really right. hit a wall um and I just moved I literally it was a geographical move of coast to coast. Yeah. Uh, which helped, but I, I realized it took more than that. Uh, yeah, but here here's what's happened now. And this is probably why you're you're interested in this topic is that you started you start using substances at a relatively relatively young age. So oh, yeah. so the normal developmental hurdles Aren't aren't gone through? Aren't aren't uh, sort of uh, matured through because you're using substances as a way of escaping from feelings rather than manage them in reality. Sure. And so you don't develop much beyond the age at which you begin your relationship with substances. So then, when you stop substances, all you have are these immature coping strategies. Your brain has been terrifically rewarded for using substances as a way of managing affect. So you're constantly sort of compelled to use something to try to cause yourself to deal with feelings like a relationship or thrill-seeking, or acting out ang- in an angry way. That's another way you can sort of express these things in a way that's uh, gratifying. Okay, so what, what I was curious about was that now that I'm, I'm living a relatively clean life, I mean, occasional social drinking, occasional uh, take a puff at a party type stuff, but um, I find that I have a... I'm a very easygoing guy, but I have a, a hair-trigger temper that... But this is what I'm telling you. Is that hell out of you, me. You, do no, you no longer have your previous coping strategy oh, which like was the sub- adolescent even right you just all you you have no way to deal with these feelings and uh, you haven't done anything to help yourself heal these things or treat them or deal with them in any way that would be uh, therapeutic so you're just you're just you're the same position you were in when you started your relationship with substances and that's the only thing you know how to do that's you know, what you're going to go back to unless you do something else it's not like i wouldn't go down on a woman you know you okay adam hmm? you all right Weren't we talking about that? Yeah. Okay. And what the hell's rageaholic? You yeah, never said that. I, I may have said that term. Uh, I don't really I believe in that. It. But it's uh, yeah, people in rec- people who are addicts or alcoholics who stop using substances will very often become rageaholics. They'll they'll often maintain the old behaviors, uh, even though they're not using substances anymore. And raging is one of them. Bill, you're 21. Hey, what's up? Nothing. What's going on? Ah. Uh, I have this this problem. I have a fiance, right? And I'm in, I'm in the navy, and I go out to sea, and I come back from sea this time, and uh, everything was going great with us. And I get back from sea, and I found out she gives me this line like she wants to leave me, shit. And so I I meet up with her, and I'm like, you know, we talk it out. She's like, no, I don't want this to happen. I don't want this to happen. And, I, and I'm at her house, right? And I find this letter on the floor saying, uh, you know, when are you gonna leave Billy Boy and all this stuff? And I'm like, what's up, man? And so like, where I'm torn now is kind of like. uh She's been telling me she loves me and all this stuff, and she's been telling me that she doesn't want to, you know, end this and stuff. And it's like I've been going through this like total hell with it. I don't know what to do. And I was like, I wanted to get Adam's opinion. <sighs> oh, thank God! Finally, some clarity. Uh, a, a level-headed young enlisted lad wants the um, wants the uh, wisdom of a uh, wily sage who uh, did see some action in uh, not only Korea but Nam. I don't know if you knew that, Drew. What, on like a, the big screen? Yes. There we saw the action. Yes, I saw an episode of MASH okay, once. right. And um, I uh, also saw Platoon. Okay. Okay. So, Bill, did you say this is your uh, wife, uh, fiance? Yes. Uh-huh. And so you think she, so she's carrying on with someone else? 
I th- I don't know if she is or not. It's well, like, well, where would that letter have come from? That's what I'm saying. Where, uh, well, didn't you question her about it? I did. What'd she say? She she's like I don't. She's like well, she actually she said a lot but said nothing at all. I can't really. I don't even. All right, but she was singer guy. Come on. She was sidestepping, right? Was side-stepping. Doing a little song and dance. She was, she was sidestepping. Listen, when you find, uh, you know, ladies, when you find a, a garter belt and a pair of panties underneath the pillow. And the guy basically uh, mumbles, stumbles, uh, lies, and stutters. That, that means he's seeing somebody. If you're confused by the answer he gives you, if it's anything other than uh, the maid uh, it fell out of the maid's laundry sack, it was in the house that she was at beforehand, or something, something concrete, something tangible, they're lying. If, if you found a, a love letter on the floor that wanted to know when you were going to be uh, off at sea again... Uh, she's dating the old Spice Man, and um, and uh, not you, Bill. That's my my question. Okay, all right. So let's live in reality. Yeah. All right. Okay. All right, thanks a lot, man. Oh, right, well, hold on. What's up? I'm not done. First off, your mistress is the sea. <laughs> <laughs> so you can just uh, whack off right on right off the side of the ship there, Bill. Oh yeah. Bill yeah. Can barely, poor Bill, you can barely laugh. Oh, yeah. Bill is in pain. He's I know. Up. Listen, Bane. Uh, Bill. Look, man, Bill, 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 listen, listen to me, What's listen up? to me. First off, don't do anything stupid. You oh, know man. what I'm saying? Yeah. Don't. She ain't worth it. That's what I'm. That's where I'm at. I'm kind of like, don't do anything stupid. Is in, do I keep investing time? In nope. No. No. Get, no. Get, get on with it. I think you get on with it. I, I mean, it, it's not it's not horrible or unreasonable that a 21 year old 20 year old would stray when the boyfriend's at sea. I mean, that's, yeah, it's true. That's, that's, yeah, it's sort of age appropriate. It's just well, the, the weird thank, thing is that this is this is two and a half years later. I mean, we have been cool up to now. It's like damn, right, but happened. you but you got together when she was young. Yeah, and uh, she's and been away. She's been away, and there's there's no more concrete place to be than the middle of the ocean in terms of knowing someone's away. Yeah. You know what I mean? When someone goes to Cincinnati on business, they could fly in an early flight or whatever the hell it is. But out in the middle of the Pacific Ocean, yeah. sur- surrounded by guys with bad haircuts. <laughs> All right, Bill, how much longer do you have in 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 the in this man's uh, navy? Well, right now I've got uh I got six months left in my enlistment, but I'm thinking about possibly really enlisting. All right, I uh yes, good. Uh, the she is she's your mistress. Uh, yeah. uh believe me. You'll find yourself a nice uh, Taiwanese gal, bring her back, and she'll be your sex slave for the rest of your adult life until the alcohol kills you in your early 40s. Now, something's going on here, obviously. Bill, here's the deal. Don't get drunk. Don't storm over there. Don't use your. Don't use any of those guns we've issued you. And just don't do anything stupid. Just, get back just on the uh, ship cut and... your losses, get back on the ship, and uh, go back out with your uh, head held high. Jesse. Hi, how you guys doing? Good, you're 19, what's going on? Um, yeah, I've been uh, dating my girlfriend for about a year and a half now. And, um, you know, I come from a very conservative background. We're both in school. Um, it's just that my parents don't know and her parents do. And, uh, I mean, I've, I talked to my parents about it, you know, like having a relationship. And, um, I, you know, I mention her name a lot because, you know, to them, I think, you know, I give them an impression that she's like my uh, good friend from college and I like you know I'm like 500 miles away from home so how do they take to that um I mean they're fine you know like she'll call sometimes but she's not at 19 you move away from college and you still feel as though your parents would not allow you to have a relationship with a woman well that's not the thing it's like 
my parents also have gone through some problems, you know, not like personally with them too, but like, you know, um, with some medical conditions my father had and a bunch of other stuff happened. So like the timing to tell them would be kind of off. What kind of stuff know? happened? Excuse me? What kind of stuff happened? Well, um, like my father, he, you know, he had a he heart attack. To, he went to Stanford and like they had to do a bone marrow transplant. Oh my goodness! So okay. like a lot of stuff happened, right. and she was fine with it. You know, I mean everything's fine now. So like you know they've done a bunch of stuff, and like also my like uncle had a stroke. Wow. So I mean there's a lot of I mean I come from a upper middle class family, and our culture is pretty conservative. Ah, it's all that inbreeding. Everyone's yeah. weak. <laughs> a lot of hemophiliacs and albinos. Yeah, so, like, I'm kind of stuck right now, and recently she's, like, last time I talked to her was, like, four days ago, mm-hmm. and, like, my friend and my friend. What is, uh, what, what is your, uh, heritage? What is your... We're, we're Indian. Indian? Yeah, from India, so, like, oh, well, I mean, you know, she was, I basically grew up here. Mm-hmm. But your parents here were retaining traditional, uh, values. Um, yeah, I mean, they're pretty much assimilated, you know, it's not like, you know, we're off, and they're professionals, too, so... I mean, her parents are very professional. They're professionals as well. But doctors? Yeah. All those Indians are doctors. <laughs> but they what, still. What is up with that? Like we have a like we don't have a hard India, enough time understanding India, doctors they, already. No, because in is India, everyone a doctor in India? No, they have real very high levels of esteem for physicians in that country. One of the last countries. No, no, it's true. I've had Indian friends who've said that. Oh, really? There, there, it's a big deal. It's uh, like her. Her dad's like a UCLA uh, medical yeah, doctor. Yeah. Uh, he teaches. Uh, Postgraduate students. All right, look. Uh, you know, it's funny. They can never pronounce their names. <laughs> you always hear people. I swear to God, my grandma will be in the hospital over there at Kaiser. Uh, who's your doctor, grandma? Nahepa, Heepop, Tusap, the Indian guy. If you give her a couple of drinks, maybe she'll pronounce it. <laughs> but I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of perplexed about the situation, though. You're an adult, and you're... you're your parents are affecting you really to the point that I understand that there was a lot of stressors and you don't Wait want to Wait a minute, you're not them. going out with an Indian girl, right? Yeah, I am. Oh, you are? And that's yeah. and they still wouldn't allow that even. I mean, no, they would. It's just like uh, the timing's kind of awkward, you know? You know what, no, Jesse? No, but yeah, please, Jesse, wait a minute. Just, the, 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 this is, hold on a second. Hold on, Drew, quiet down. I think this is all his stuff and not his family. Uh, it's partially his stuff. As, as far as the timing goes, Jesse, I, I understand that there's some physical conditions and everything. But you're not saying that, um, you know, you're, it's not like you're their daughter saying, I'm pregnant, or you're saying yeah, you're gay, uh-huh. or anything like that. You having a girlfriend at age 19 uh, really doesn't have a whole lot to do with anything in terms of good or bad. As a matter of fact, uh, a, good, a lot of families, yeah. it, it'd be nice to hear that their son is, uh, you know, getting on with this aspect of his life. Uh-huh. And I think, uh, I do tend to agree with Drew a little bit that maybe this is an issue that they put on you and then you're picking it up and running with it a little bit. Okay. I don't think they're going to care about it as much as you think they're going to care about it. Well, I'm kind of concerned because, like, you know, I'm also far away from home and my mom, I'm, you know, you can say, like, a mama's boy, kind of. So like, Oh, I don't yeah, wanna... we know. <laughs> so, like, I don't want to, you know, my mom will, like, really freak out or something. But my dad would be like, you know, 
you know. Well, you're not resp- I, so really it's it's to support your mom at a time in which she's concerned about your dad. Exactly. And so. you're you've been raised to be responsible for your mom's feelings. Yeah. Um it's time that she, both of you get over that. Both I you think India her. should be doing better as a country. <laughs> you know, they're all doctors, they got a lot of reverence for the parents. What's going on over there? There's a, a bad climate or something? A lot of Adams out there. A lot of Indians. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's uh as a matter of fact, wasn't I just saying that uh China's number one, but they were saying by the year uh twenty fifty they think India oh, really? is gonna take over. Yeah, they're horny bastards out there. What's going on over there? Everyone's know, a doctor man. and they just uh they when they're not reading JAMA they're screwing. <laughs> yeah. Alright, I really I really uh you'd think India'd be a better place. You really would with yeah. all the reverence and uh and doctors over there. Alright, Jesse, uh give your let your mom get out of the woods physically, but then go ahead and drop the bomb, but don't say anything about the sex. Uh, well, yeah, I mean we're pretty traditional. I also had a question, like she's not very she's not communicating with me as well recently. Like, you know, I told her, like, I would tell them, like, last month, but, like, other situations came up in my family, and I wasn't able to. So she feels, you know, you're sort of losing esteem in her eyes. Yeah, I mean, she says that all the time, like, you know, the first, like, six months were great, this and that, and, you know, I don't know how to, like, respond to her, like, I mean, last time I saw her was, like, four days ago. And, Uh you know, I even, like, surprised her at work and everything and talked to her. So she's kind of getting out of it a little bit, huh? Excuse me? She's getting out of this relationship a little bit, it sounds like. Um, yeah, but, I mean, like, her family is, like, you know, close with me and, you know. Forget about her family. It's about her. Yeah, exactly. It's about her and her feelings. Explore them. Fearlessly ask her what's going on. It may be that she's, your esteem is dropping, your stock's dropping, because you can't stand up and be a separate person on her behalf. Oh. Yeah, I could understand being slightly offended about not being, uh, being, uh, like, some sort of, uh, Secret that you're keeping from your parents, but, but he becomes le- and he becomes less of a person too to her because of that. So okay, all right. Uh, when we come back, forty-one-year-old uh, Ed is a recovering drug addict. Is on prescription meds. Wants to stop. No, I'm gonna oh, do yeah. something a little better than that. Uh, Paige is uh, boyfriend has bitter semen, and doctors told her to get a pap smear. Four times a year. Four times a year. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. We'll uh we'll unravel that when we come back. This week on the Big Podcast with Shaq, the Diesel talks movies and basketball with his buddy Adam Sandler. Adam was a big Laker fan. In the middle of the games, I'm like, Adam, put me in a movie. He'd be like, Shaq, concentrate, win first. <laughs> I think I've been to, what, four or five-year movies, Adam? It's only the beginning. we got about 12 more to go. Thank now. you, brother. I wanted to confess something to you. In Grown Ups 2, I was nervous. When I'm out there with David Spade, you and Chris Rock. We all loved you the most. Me and Rock used to talk about, why is Shaq funnier than us? But <laughs> I, the best part was sitting in the, in the trailer watching you eat ribs. What, was it ribs? <laughs> yeah, it was ribs, baby. <laughs> the Big Podcast with Shaq. That's me. It's up right now at podcast1.com. That's podcastone.com. Hi. 
Hi, this is Janine Garofalo, and if you've ever wondered if there's people that are way worse off than you, listen to Loveline. Hey, who's that, Drew? Janine Garofalo. No. Well, I don't think I was on the show when she was on. She was on a couple of times, actually. And this is a good old I've day. I've been here. Yeah. All right. Oops. Phone number for Loveline, 1-800-LFVE-191. Fax number 310-854-4455. Tomorrow night, our guest, the um, famous rock and roll band. <laughs> Sound a little like uh, Ed Sullivan there. Duran Duran will be in here. And nice guys, too. Especially for a uh, big UK band. Now, who are we speaking to? Three. Ah, Paige, yes. Paige? Yes, I'm here. You're 24. Uh-huh. What's I going like on? the way you guys announced my question. Thank you. <laughs> I listen to you guys all the time. You guys are great. Um, yeah, my boyfriend has bitter semen, and I'm wondering if it's because he smokes marijuana all the time, mm-hmm. and if, if there's anything he can eat to make it taste better. It's like... We don't know that there is, but there's all kinds of theories out there that uh, if you eat what is it, pineapple yogurt or something. Pineapple yogurt. What was it, Adam? It's uh, pineapple it's like, is the only. It's like it watery dirt. Oh. Sticks to my gums. Sick. Oh, oh baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And also, um, I got chlamydia at the end of last year, and the doctor said that it looks like I caught it right away. Yeah. And, um, cause first I thought it was a yeast infection and it wasn't going away. So I'm like, I better go to the doctor. And then I had chlamydia and I was all pissed off because I thought I wouldn't be able to have kids. And the doctor said that no, there chlamydia, wasn't any scarring. Yeah. Chlamydia does its thing by being untreated. If you pick it up and you get it treated, uh. But you can't tell you have it though for a while. Sometimes your symptoms don't So come you're up. wondering whether you had it before you got the discharge? No, no, no. I already know that I had it and I was treated for it. Right. And ever since then, they want me to see them four times a year mm-hmm. for well, a pap smear. Here's where my airport dogs and I come into play. Why. why they want you so frequently? Hold on, shush up. Yeah, be quiet, Adam. It's my turn. <laughs> uh, no, right, I like this girl. Come All on. Right. Here's where the dogs come in. Chl- chlamydia, left uh, undetected, mm-hmm. can render a woman sterile. Right. And uh, oftentimes, there are uh, no signs of chlamydia. Right. This is where the dogs come in. Oh, Jesus, that Mike's... That, did Lycus put this thing in his ass? Oh, for Christ's sake, I can't smell this bad. Yeah. This is my mic? Oh, they didn't buy it for me when I started up here. Somebody had to use this thing. I hide that at night so no one else's breath touches it but yours, sir. Uh, Casey Kasem must be uh, blowing uh, baklava all over it or whatever the hell that guy eats. All right. Um, anyway, this is a, a like I said, another good chance for the uh, sniffing dogs. Sorry, right, Paige. Hello. But they haven't yeah. explained to you why they want the more frequent pelvic exams. Exactly, and I don't. Did they see anything else? Warts? I don't know why I have so well, not a lot of discharge, but I don't know if it's psychological. Like I'm just thinking that ever since I got that, that it just kind of trips me out, and and then they want to see me four times a year on top of that. Why I don't do they know why. Was, and they haven't explained to you why? Did you ask them why? No, I just thought, okay, I just thought they wanted to be up on top of it, you know. On top of what? I don't know. Is it four times just for it? Why do you think I'm calling? You should have asked the question. Did they they find warts? I will. I'm supposed to go back in October, so I'll ask why they want to see me so often. Did they find anything else? No. I mean, I had a yeast infection after that, like, I don't know, a few months ago. How, How were you treated? 
I just buy the over the counter. No, 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 for the for the chlamydia. Chlamydia. Oh, I was put on like a ten day treatment of something, mm-hmm. and then my boyfriend was only on a seven day treatment. Mm. It's the pills. I forget what they're called. Boy, these days there's a there's a single dose therapy. It's pretty effective. So this remax, but. All right. Well, I'm not quite sure what they're up to, why they're more frequent pelvic exams. That's more typically uh, ways done to screen for cervical cancer. And uh, the frequent exams will sort of be stepped up when people have herpes or warts and they need to be watching the pelvic exam to see if there's any change in the pap smears. Uh, they may just be wanting to see you for a couple of frequent for a couple of visits for uh, you know three or four times just to make sure there is no evidence of mm. persistent infection in the tubes. Mm. I suspect that's what uh, it is. I got a theory here. Paige? Yeah? Male gynecologist? I've seen women and men. Is this a male gynecologist? The one that wants you to be back four times a year? I can't remember, but I'm not, I don't see the same doctor all the time now. The last one you saw that wanted you to be seen four it times? It was a woman. Okay. Uh-huh. Lesbian. I knew it. Yes. <laughs> what the wrong with people? Just trying to ask if it's a male gynecologist you're seeing or not. Oh, for Christ's sake. Now, you know when you see those movies... No, wait, what are you alleging about Paige? And they're uh, lesbian gynecologist. Yeah, but why why Paige? Uh, the lesbian gynecologist has a crush on her. Oh, Please, Joe. Can't read between the lines. Now I know why in these movies, when they're interrogating some uh, petty street thug, and they beat the crap out of him <laughs> in the room... That's what I would do to our listeners. I give them like a couple of shots at a at a at a straight answer, and then I just go nuts on them, I'd like pistol whip them or something. I I um, I completely understand that now. Sarah. Yeah. Hey, you're 21. Hi. Hi. Okay, so there's this guy who's absolutely gorgeous, and I'm head over heels in love with him. But then there's me, and I'm really overweight, and I'm really insecure and I don't know what to do about the situation. Does he know about you? About your interest? Uh, I haven't verbalized it. I'm afraid to. Do you have some kind of relationship with him? Have you done it in song? No, actually that's funny because we're opera majors. Anyway. uh, Wait a minute, an overweight opera singer? (laughs) Yeah, imagine that. I've never heard of such a thing. Yeah. Uh, The Viking horns can be very slimming, I hear. Uh, Uh, The braids are nice. <laughs> yeah. Very. I don't know, but let me say this about your weight for one second. Yeah. Sarah, uh, how how much do you weigh? Like two forty. How tall are you? Five eight. Well, well, that's a you know, yeah, that's about right for five eight. <laughs> no, listen, I'm trying to be kind here, but there's certain professions where you actually sort of have a little bit of an excuse, and opera is one of the few uh, vocations. There's there's a uh, waif opera singers. Oh, yeah. Oh, but they can't belt it out like a husky chick can, can yeah, they? they can. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I saw an opera night, and this chick was tiny. Oh, doesn't, was crazy doesn't it break your heart? Yeah. It's like a skinny guy stinking up the room with a fart. <laughs> it's just not right. You know, do the math. It just doesn't pan out. All right, Sarah? Yes. You know, Drew's a big opera aficionado. Oh, really? And does a lot of singing. Oh. And even though it's all right for me to come on the air and talk about uh, uh, giving myself an enema in a jacuzzi when I was 17, uh, Drew will not sing a couple bars of uh, La, La Dona Mobile. Yeah, let's hear that. Yeah. No. You see that? It's okay for me to talk about my ass. Yep. 
but it's uh, not all right for Drew just to sing a goddamn bar or two. Do you believe that? It's a shame. Oh, that is so pathetic. This is such a lopsided relationship. I give, I give, I give. I shiv, I shiv, I shiv. And Drew shivs. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Sarah. Yeah. Hold on a minute because we got to go to break. Okay. I'm going to tell you how to win this guy. How much does he weigh? He is an absolute god. He's 6'3, he's 205, pure muscle. Uh, black guy? No. Oh. Yeah, because your... the black guys are all that, after me. That was your only shot. Yeah. Yeah. Black guys after you? Oh, uh, tons. Yeah. Hold on a second, Sarah. Okay. we got to go to break here. You know, everyone gives me a ton of crap. They really do. With my, you know, thoughts on uh, racism and religion and whatever the hell I'm talking about, right? But it's accurate. What'd I say? Black guy. I, she said Why, the, why'd you say that? So the guy's 205, he's six foot, he's nothing but muscle. I says, is he black guy? No. I said, no. Well, that was your only shot. Why? And she said, yeah, a lot of black guys are after me. Why? A lot of black guys are like hefty women. To their, to them, it's like more women. <laughs> you know how black guys like big cars? Uh, Same thing. Mm. Know what I mean? All right, uh, we'll figure that one out. I, I don't know. Every time I turn on uh, Sally, Jesse, or Geraldo, it's always a really skinny black guy and a really hefty white woman. So I've, uh, I've deduced this. Now, uh, does that make me a racist? I don't think so. I'm just pointing out what I see, everybody. All right, we'll be back to get uh, to get to the bottom of uh, Sarah and her her weight and her opera. We'll get her to sing a little and uh, find out about the black guys who've been chasing her around. After these messages, we'll be right back to the Enjoy seeing that. It'd be quite a breakthrough. All right, Loveline, uh, Duran Duran tomorrow night, and Goldfinger on Sunday night. And when we left off, we were speaking to um, Sarah, who's the hefty opera singer. Sarah. That's me. All right, now you're five eight. You're two hundred forty yeah. pounds. Yeah. You, you you're going to college now. Yeah. And you are in the opera program? Yes. What college is that? DePaul University. Oh. Chicago. Oh, the uh, Demon Deacons? No. Yeah, the bad basketball team. DePaul used to be a powerhouse. Yeah, they suck now. Because they all smoke pot. All right, settle down, baby. <laughs> well, it's not just the weight, it's the bitterness. <laughs> all right, so uh, you sing. Now, can you do a couple of... Uh, couple of bars for us I'm or something? Sick, and it's like two in the morning here. You can't do something for us? <sighs> Possibly. All right, give us a little something. Some Azucena or something. What? Now, see, now he's going over my head because I don't know that much about opera. What? You I don't know, know Azucena? You're an opera major? Yeah. And you don't know what, Drew? One of the great 
What is it? You what is it? It's a, it's a, no, it's a roll. It's a roll from Il Trovatore. What is it? Oh it's no! no Say no, the I'm, name. Azucena. I, I don't know. Okay, Dro. Jesus Christ, you're as bad as our listeners are. That's the mezzo part, and I'm a soprano. All right, well, sing a little soprano. What? What? Uh, Please spit something out. Um. Uh. Quando men vo, quando men vo soletta per la via. Like two octaves. Yeah, true. Uh, what do you give her? Uh, True's not a big fan. No, 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 it's fine. That's why I, I think it's terrible you make people do this. Uh, I know. Because, uh, yeah, because you won't get off your ass. Uh, yeah, we get paid the same. So, Sarah, you're in love with a guy. He's an Adonis. Yeah. And is he uh, seeing anybody else? Is no. he? What's he do? He's in class with you? Yeah, he's a grad student. Does he sing he's as well? What? Does he sing? Yeah. Yeah. Well, he must be gay. He's not. Most opera singers are gay. It's amazing he's not gay. Really? Yeah. And what about these black guys that are chasing you around? Oh, God. Are they in the opera program? No. They're on the street corner selling streetwise. Really? Yeah. Uh, black guys love hefty white women. Yeah. I can't figure that out. One of these days we're going to get to the bottom of this. They have good taste. They have good taste? Yeah. I'll tell you, you could get hooked up with any black man you wanted. You I'm not go- even kidding. I totally could. You could. You could go out with Denzel Washington tomorrow or uh, LeVar Burton. Uh, I don't know about that. You really could. You could get it. You could get together with uh, Quincy Jones. I really believe you could. Uh, black men have a gene that uh, it's like... Uh, they're, they're, uh, they have no strength when it comes to, uh, hefty white women. Uh, they don't. It's like when Superman gets kryptonite. Or they just start falling apart. Uh, alright, well, why don't you go out with one of the black guys? Why don't you go out with one of the brothers? What's wrong with that? Um, what are you, racist? No, I'm not interested in any. Why not? But listen, Sarah. Yeah. I gotta be, I gotta just be, Brutally honest with you here. Mm-hmm. Okay, please uh, understand. I'm 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 not trying to um, attack you or bring you down in any way. I'm just trying to be honest with you. Here's the reality: white guys that are six foot four and two hundred and five pounds and sing like a nightingale aren't interested in two hundred and forty pound women. But black guys who are built the same way are interested. And there's nothing wrong with them. Can't well, go out with a brother? No, well, it's not that. It's just, like, this guy, he's the right personality type and all that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'll pursue it. Has he asked you? He's not made any overtures toward okay, you? Okay, this is the deal. We went swing dancing the other night, a bunch of us, and, like, when I was dancing with him, totally, he had me totally pressed up against him. Really? All these things, Yeah. Uh, was it a small room? Maybe he couldn't help it. Mm, he had room. Uh-huh. And was he, uh, he wasn't doing that whole thing where he threw you between his legs and went <laughs> up, up over his shoulders and everything? No. no. Okay, so he was holding you tight. Yeah. Okay. And you felt some chemistry there? <laughs> you could say that. Mm-hmm. Have you been with many men? Uh, I guess so. A handful? Two, three. Three? Three. Three black guys? No, three handfuls. Oh, three handfuls. Yeah. Okay. You mean, uh, oh, three handfuls? Yeah. Fifteen guys? Yeah, around there. Oh, okay, maybe twenty. No, less. Were these guys, uh, big men or, or were they slender men? Lots of variety. Oh, really? 
Yeah. Yeah. You see, uh, uh, I'll tell you, we talk a lot in our society about uh, overweight women getting the shiv and, you know, not having an active social life and stuff. A big gal can go out there and get laid about any time she wants. Am I right, Sarah? No, but... Yeah, with the black guys, though, right? Well, yeah. Okay. Well, don't argue with that. All right. All right, the guy held you tight. Why don't you go out swing dancing with him again? Okay. Hmm? Yeah, but I mean, like, that only gets you so far. Well, ask him. Why don't you ask him out? Mm, I don't know. Here's what you do. You tell him you had such a good time swing dancing with him last time that you'd like to go out swing dancing again and see how it goes. Mm-hmm. There you go. That's All it. Right. See what happens. All right. How are you doing with your weight? You want to lose some weight? Um, It's really hard. Yeah. I, I want to. I'm trying. It's just yeah. I had an eating disorder when I was younger, and uh-huh. like now my metabolism is really screwed up. Is your mom big? Yeah. Dad big? Yep. Okay. Find a black man and settle down. <laughs> I'm telling you, you're big. That's all. That's fine. Screw all these waif chicks. You're big. That's all right. You live longer and you're happier, I think. Or at least uh, you pretend like you're happier. All right? For sure. Uh, yeah. All right, Sarah. Okay, thanks. All right. Go ask him out. Ugh, all right. Okay. All right. Big women unite. <laughs> all right, but not all at once. <laughs> all right, Sarah. Listen. I'm telling you this weight thing is all about metabolism. And it's all about genetics. It is all about genetics. And I I haven't gone on on uh, this riff in a while. I really haven't. But uh, I'm just going to have to tee off for for just one moment. Um, Cindy Crawford? When uh, Claudia Schiffer and Cindy Crawford come out with another video, and all you crazy broads run to the video store, you're wasting your time and you're wasting your money. Let me tell you what these things are good for. Masturbation. I would love to, I would love to have some numbers. I would love to have some numbers on these, these videos, these so-called exercise videos, uh, which is Claudia Schiffer and or, you know, Cindy Crawford in a leotard with a mop handle, uh, around their back with their arms hung over it like the scarecrow doing some fly move. Uh, on the beach with the fan blowing on them. This is nothing but whack-off material. Please. Women don't want to see chicks in a thong back working out. I, I'm totally I'm convinced guys to watch them, this. But also, how about... Look, Cindy Crawford looks like Cindy Crawford because uh, her parents should come out with the goddamn video. Right. That, how, to, how to make Cindy Crawford. Right. Uh, what did you guys do? Did you eat something? Uh, what did you do? Eat a banana while you're having sex? Or did you have extra potassium in your system? What's going on here? Let's graph some genes off of Cindy's parents. Cindy looks like Cindy because Cindy looks like Cindy. That's it. There's no workout routine. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Well, I mean, look. What, Claudia Schiffer's the same way. And, and it's a multi-million dollar business. Uh, it's such a lie. It's such a disgrace. But what's ridiculous is that women feel they have to look like that. But that they must look like mm, that. Well, I don't know. I think that's a pretty good idea. I, don't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to um, extinguish that message well, society's be, giving them. But, <laughs> but here's the situation. Save your money, ladies. You get that. You get your hand dealt. That's it. That's it. Some of you got big calves, some of you got a big ass, some of you got a big nose. That's it. You ain't going to change your ass anymore and you're going to change your nose. You're really not. No amount of working out in the world is going to make you look like Claudia Schiffer. That's it. That's why, hey, by the way, this is why Claudia Schiffer is Claudia Schiffer. If all of you could look like Claudia Schiffer, she'd be out of a job. 
What, is she nuts? She's going to sell a few videos? Everyone's going to look like her? Are you kidding? Look, next time you go, when you go to your high school reunion or something, go look at the people you went to high school with. They look exactly the same, just a little bigger. That's all. A little grayer. A little grayer, a little more pissed off at the world. That's it. Find somebody who likes you for you and uh, call the life. Stop worrying about changing yourself, everybody. Okay? All right. And you idiots selling the videos, please. Stop, uh, stop raping the public. That's what it is. It really is. It's, it's, it's despicable. Coming out with another beauty book. Oh, for Christ's sake. How stupid can you people be buying another Cindy Crawford makeup tip book? <laughs> yeah, you smear avocado on your face before you go to bed. You think you're gonna uh, wipe it off the next morning? You'll be looking at Cindy Crawford in the mirror? You're looking at, the, you're, you're gonna look at the same ugly broad with guacamole stuffed in her nose. That's all. Please. You all look like what you look like. You know what makes you look better? Eh, when you're happy. You smile a little more. You feel a little better about yourself. You don't walk around all pissed off. Then get into that. Okay. And there's always the black man. All right. They probably toss Cindy Crawford right out of the sack and latch, latch on to uh, our last Sarah, caller, Sarah. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Oh, yeah. Real quick. Got it. What, what? What do you want to talk to? Real quick. James? James, you're 16. Yeah, Real uh, I was quick. talking about the the uh, Jars of Clay thing. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to say, you know, Adam, I, I totally agree with you that, you know, if, if they wanted to, like, minister to society, that, you know, that that your show would be a good, a good place to come and do it. Um, but I, I also respect the fact that, you know, they're Christians and they they want to keep them, their, themselves, um, they want to be a good example for everybody out there. Um, and I, I, I don't necessarily want to say what they think, but... Um, I think it's sort of they uh, they don't really want to set a bad example. Um, well, why being, not come on and 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 preach your, the gospel? Yeah, share the humanity. Share your beliefs. True. I mean, I, I there's the think, best example. I, I always I I also think that that's a good idea, and, and it's a real fine line. And you know, they they chose one side of the line. Well, it's like saying uh, I don't want to run for president because uh, I would have to start wars and uh, raise raise taxes, and uh, that's against my beliefs. Well, once you run for president, get up there and actually try to make a difference, then. Well, I mean, yeah, that's true. I mean, I personally, if I were in their shoes, I would have come on your show, and I totally would have, you know, set as an example. Um, but, you know, they do a lot. You know, their concerts, their CDs, you know. I'm All right. I, I don't have any I don't have any problem with the band. Uh, that's fine. Uh, this, uh, you know, it's refreshing to have someone not worshiping Satan. Uh, is coming on as our show, on our show, and if they're trying to help people, you know, more power to them. Right. I just, uh, I wish they would understand that they can come on here and we can uh, discuss it civilly, and you know, it doesn't mean they have to uh, worship the devil for the two two hours run just because I happen to worship Satan. Be right back, Austin.
It's Loveline coming Adam, at you. Adam, nobody's as funny as you, okay? 15 right? flaming watts of uh, radio power. Huh? Nobody's as funny as you, all right? Yeah, that's true. All right. Yeah. Man, I, I send a challenge out yeah, you, to all you comedians. You are brilliance. Now, Come on the can show. Can make it through another night here? Come You're on right? the show. Right. Bring it on. Bring it on. Okay. I don't care how much you money make. Uh, Tim Allen, a uh, million point two five an episode. Bring it on, Tim. Sit down. Sit down in the chair. We'll see who's funnier, you bastard. <laughs> that guy is cool. And let me tell you, at a million uh, two five an episode, he's got to be three hundred and fifty times funnier than I am just to break even. Oh, for Christ's sake. Tim Allen, Tool Man. Oh, oh, bring it on. Bring it on, all you rich guys out there hiding behind your writers. Bring it on. Your teleprompters and your handlers and your managers. Bring it on. Let's get going. Okay. You'll never sleep tonight. Just getting fired up. All right. Uh, I want to thank the lovely uh, Sherry, the beautiful Lisa, for doing a wonderful job tonight. Yes, nice posture, Lisa. That was a very empowering speech I gave about fat chicks about ten minutes ago, and Sherry was moved. It ruined a pair of panties there. And uh, the lovely and talented and beautiful Angular One producer, Ann. Not that looks matters. You've heard the speech. And, of course, the one that won their engineer, engineer Mike. So, until next time, Sam Crowley, Dr. Drew saying, mahalo. This has been Loveline. The opinions expressed herein are certainly opinions. That's for sure. If you'd like a written transcript of today's program, you probably should have written it down yourself. And if you did, we'd like a copy. Loveline producer Ann Wilkins. This broadcast was copyright 1997 Westwood One Entertainment. This music is MXPX on Tooth & Nail Records. Sit, Obu. Obu, stop dragging your butt across the carpet. This guy is cool. This concludes another PodcastOne.com program.